You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode 15. Happy New Year and welcome back. Or if you're new, then welcome, welcome. We are delighted to have you. I'm Jessica Pearson, body image and weight loss coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative health dietitian. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so been it's been a wild ride. So we had Christmas break and we had all these plans. And then, like most of the world, <laughs> We all got COVID. We got COVID. Well, my daughter got it on Christmas Eve. She had symptoms for six or eight hours and then was fine. (laughs) She had a fever. That was her symptom. We only thought to test her because she took a nap in the middle of the day. We knew (laughs) for something super unusual. Unusual. So anyway, so we tested her as positive. So then that you know kind of derailed all future plans that we had with family and friends and things, which was fine. And so, yeah. And then we were getting ready to spend some new years with our neighbors and have some other friends up from San Antonio and family. And the other one tested positive and was asymptomatic until the next day. And then it all, he got the usual Omicron symptoms of sore throat, cough, runny nose, but otherwise fine. (laughs) So, and then Bill and I are still negative. Amazing. Fingers crossed. (laughs) And you? Yeah. I think we all tested positive right before Christmas. And so we just canceled everything. (laughs) And so. You were really sick. I was really sick. I mean, not like hospitalization sick, but I didn't I was definitely on commission for a full 24 hours. Didn't leave the room. Didn't mom at all that day. And then, yeah, kind of slugging through the rest of the week. But yeah, and I still feel like 10% off, like just not totally right. But I think I'm definitely on the mend. So good. I'm ready to start the year and just get back to regular life. (laughs) Yeah. Um, On New Year's Day, I was out in the yard walking around moving some things around and I stepped in dog poo and I was like, is this the sign of what's to come or is stepping in poo? Good luck. So we all decided on my, you get to decide that it was good luck. It's a hundred percent good luck. That's, yeah. The people who are already like poo-pooing the year, I'm like, no, we just started, even I though know. it might not be off to a good start. Like maybe that's a good sign because 2020 started out great and look where that got us. So. <laughs> I know. It's been a full two years. And I also want to say, while we're talking about personal things, happy birthday, Jessica. Oh. I'm so happy that we're recording on your birthday. So I just want to do a little shout out Yay. to you. And so... We were delayed in our recording schedule due to illness, and so yay! Yeah, happy yeah. and happy. Yeah, this, this is a this is a gift. I will say, even though I don't love the timing of my birthday, because I just feel like yeah, you've always said that it's not like a good time where I'm like, hey, who wants to go out and party? Everybody's exhausted and just trying to get back to their regularly scheduled program. But I do like that it is next to the new year because it does feel like a good time to reflect and think about things and. I feel like my New Year's is January 3rd. (laughs) (laughs) 
we did. Yeah. So we did talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions in our recent holiday special episode. We did. And now we're on the other side of the holidays and it's officially 2022. Mm -hmm. We want to start the year with some reinforcements for our listeners to just get you guys going in the right direction for the new year. Yes. I think that no matter what behavior with food or alcohol or lack of movement or any behaviors that you had over the holiday, it's okay. You don't need to use the New Year's as a means to fix that things that happened or the food that you ate or make up for it or punish yourself. So creating guilt or shame only drives you deeper into that negative spiral with food and your body you might want to go into that all or nothing thinking as a fix. So like having the urge to do an overly restrictive cleanse or diet. I know it's whole 30 time, right? Isn't January <laughs> yes. the whole 30 months? Yes. And- I've already gotten several stories in my feed of people announcing their whole 30. Whole 30. So. And Whole Foods Hot Bar will have their whole 30 approved items up and things like that. And it can feel like an exciting fresh start, but it will soon deflate for most of us. And then you're not really getting what you wanted out of the whole thing. So can we not do that this year? (laughs) We're going to, yeah, and it's okay. Like, I don't know. We're not saying, oh my gosh, please don't do this. But I want y'all to listen to what we have to share and apply it if you can. So this pep talk is totally for y'all, but honestly, it's for me too. I'm doing this work for myself, but instead of applying it to body image or weight loss, I'm applying it to just other areas of my life, like getting back to work full time and thinking about the things that I want to create for 2022. So I like to use a tool that I want to share with y'all that I call future. Well, not I, it is a coaching tool that I got from my coach, but we call it future you. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's where we paint a very clear picture of who do you want to be in the future? You don't have to know the full how of how you're going to get there, but just imagine you living in that goal already. So as we apply this to body image and weight or your whole health, whatever it is you have your sights set on, think about how you show up in normal everyday life living in the goal that you desire. So for example, how does future you talk to you? What behaviors are you currently participating in now that maybe future you doesn't do any longer? What actions do you take that you aren't taking now? Maybe what feelings do you feel in the future? What thoughts are you thinking? And so on. There's a lot to explore here. Yeah, there sure is. And I love it so much because it's not about the goal. It's really about the process and who do you want to be or who do I want to be? I don't want you or myself to create this whole new personality. That's not what we're saying is that you have to change yourself um, and become this whole new things. But uh, along with all of our imperfections, how do I really want to show up for myself or my family or my community? And over the Christmas break, I was really thinking a lot about this. And then while I was cleaning, I was listening to a Brene Brown podcast where she had 
author James Clear on it. And I just loved it so much because he was saying these types of things as well that I know and believe, but it's always really good to hear it from others and in their own little twist. And he called what we reference future you as identity-based habits. And so who is the person that you want to become versus the result that you want? And then he went on to say that every action we take is like a vote for the type of person you want to become. I love that. So if we are doing things that are opposing what we really want to become, then we need to be aware and then be able to make those changes and not beat ourselves up about it. And they're all small things. Like I move for five minutes every day and then it can grow from there. So just starting in these small places, because you're still a person that moves every day, even if it's only for five minutes, every action that we take is like a vote for the person you want to become. And of course there's going to be things in there as well that are going to be part of the human experiences that we don't do everything the way we intend to do. Exactly. So that's what I think is fun to explore because I know I will start to paint this perfect future me at first, right? You're like, oh, I only feel positive feelings 100% of the time and I'm doing all the things and I never falter, which is like, yeah, that's not actually accurate. At right, all. right, right. That's kind of that all or nothing thinking. When we get excited about the future, we start kind of overpainting this idea. So mm-hmm. then it's kind of just important to notice that, take it in for a second, and then maybe just back up and let's get realistic about it. Because yeah, you're not going to, maybe you will. I know I'm not going to work out for 90 minutes every day for every yeah. day of 2022. That sounds very unrealistic for me. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. if you're an athlete, <laughs> that sounds easy to you, but. So it's like, okay, well, what would actually be realistic? So yes, like those five minutes sounds like a really good place to start, even though your brain might be like, but that's not enough. So of course I'm going to have days off. Getting kind of realistic while painting that picture and knowing, yeah, I might have to have, how how am I going to have uncomfortable feelings without trying to fix it? Or like how uncomfortable feelings you mean? Yes. Yes. Like how can I learn to just sit with my discomfort? Because that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I get to where I need to be. Or how... Does future me manage difficult situations? And yeah, like how am I aligning my actions with my priorities? Obviously, first I have to know what my priorities are before I can even align my actions with it. So when you said, you know, every action is a vote for the person you want to be, you do have to know who is the person that I want to be in order to align those actions. Right. I think one thing that really stands out to me in this topic is that when things go a little awry and we feel disappointed in ourselves or feel that uncomfortableness is that we do try to get it into that fix it mentality after we feel bad, then we try to go into, well, how do I fix feeling bad? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important is to, it's okay to feel uncomfortable with our feelings for a little bit. We can feel uncomfortable and not try to fix everything. And it's okay Mm -hmm. because it's just a feeling and we need to know that we can handle feeling those feelings. Right. Because the majority of our behaviors that usually don't align with who we want to be 
are coming from that fix it mentality. That's kind of where the beating yourself up comes from. And it's like a frantic energy, the fix it energy, all because we're trying to avoid the negative emotion. Right. So yeah, maybe. So yeah. So future you (laughs) probably has to figure out how to deal with her feelings or his feelings. Right. Um, I think that's a really good tool. And and another way, if you don't really know where to start with that, because I think Mm -hmm. it can be, it's very big, right. To start thinking about that. But one way that can be helpful is a good way to process this is to just start journaling out your thoughts now. Like, mm-hmm. what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about food? What do you believe about dieting in your body? But you can just list as many beliefs as you can think of. And then you just ask yourself, is this something I would like to carry with me into the future? Or is this maybe something I could drop moving forward? Yeah. And then what are the thoughts that I'd like to try on to be future me? I think I had a similar conversation with somebody before the holidays about that, like about beliefs around food. Yeah. And what do you really want to believe? What do you, well, and then I think we ask, well, what do you believe now? And is it still true? Mm -hmm. And so then I think some of those, like, who do I want to become? Who does future me questions? do my beliefs that I have now, do they still hold true? Cause they might have held true for a time period that was important for you, Yeah, but maybe those beliefs are no longer true for you. And so yes. it's like really hard to. And so that's a great that. point. The belief doesn't have to be right or wrong, good or bad. It's just, is this belief still something you want to believe? <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's just, you get to decide what you want to believe. Yeah. And how it applies to you now. So before we go into that example, one thing that needs to happen in these beliefs or these changes or future you is does future you love yourself? (laughs) Because a lot of us don't love ourselves. And, but we're, so we're trying, we've talked about this before, right? Haven't we talked about this before in a podcast about you have to love yourself now? Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we talked about body image, and so we're gonna just beat it into oh, your heads. It's gonna be an epic <laughs> podcast. Yes, so we're just gonna keep repetition. That's why I said this is a reinforcement episode. <laughs> okay, so let me reinforce this: that future you also loves yourself, and so how does that look? for you of loving yourself versus where you're at now. So you need to start talking to yourself like someone who loves you now, because we can't put that off for later. Remember that doesn't work. You have to do it now because we can't hate change for ourselves. So let's start there. Yeah. It's so much easier said than done. And I have been thinking about this personally too, because it's like, I do love myself, but I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily love where I'm at right now, or at least where I have been just because I've been like momming for (laughs) a year, which has been amazing. And I have so much gratitude in in all of that, of course. But I'm just like, I think I made that such a big priority that there's been other things. Also, thanks to pandemic lifestyle and other things, there's like things I haven't done that I'm like, that was such a big part of me that helped me feel authentically me and Mm -hmm. fostered some of that love, even though, Mm -hmm. you know, 
again, external things can't make us feel love. We produce that inside. But so that's why I say, I'm like, I know that I love myself, but like, I'm looking forward to starting to take more of those actions, I guess, that align with that thought. So I don't know, for an example, I'm like, I haven't been to a yoga class in two years. Yeah. I did some online ones, but I'm still scared to go inside one. And I was thinking about <laughs> it and I was like, oh my God, if I go, I'm going to go sit in this Zuka room and just lay on my mat and cry <laughs> for an hour. You wouldn't probably be the only one. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just so happy to be here, you know? And so yeah. I don't know. I've just, I've been thinking a lot about those things. Like what are the actions that do align with authentic me and happy me and the person that loves myself? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, who is she? I, I think we probably all have taken a break since 2020 and maybe have stepped away from where we were in 2019. And it's like, yeah, we don't have to go back. There's no going back. Mm -mm. What are we doing in the future? And yes, we can get excited about it and think about the future, but it's not an end goal. What are we doing today? Yeah. It has to start with today. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... (laughs) I'm like, are we rambling? I don't know, but... Maybe, but yeah, that's the point. We just want to reinforce that it's exciting to start a new year. Time is a construct, really. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so just, we'll bring it home. Yes, please. <laughs> so before you dive into yet another restrictive diet this year or really super ambitious exercise plan or Uh, all or nothing mentality, ask yourself, is this how future me lives day to day? Because it's really the small things that add up versus the big sweeping changes. And again, I will quote James Clear during that interview. When asked how long does it take to build a habit, he said it takes forever because if there's a deadline... Like I want to be healthy in 30 days, that's a deadline. And then we think when we get there, we won't have to worry about it anymore, but that's not actually true. A habit is no longer a habit when you stop doing it. And that just totally blew my mind. So it really has to be about things that we do on a very regular basis. Well, because like, yeah, what do you do on day 31? of whole 30. Right. That's what I'm (laughs) always wondering. What some people continue to some degree. And then most people just go back. Yeah. Some people take it too far. So amazed. They're like, I feel so amazing. And then they get off of it and then go back to their normal processed food ways or whatever. And then they feel terrible again. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. We're like, well, what did you learn? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, again, it's okay to explore the things and try the things. We're not trying to like shame anybody for doing all right. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, pick some of the things that worked for you out of it. That felt, that feel really good. Like what out of the whole 30 is sustainable for you? There may not be all components of it. I wouldn't be able to do it all the time because I love beans so much. Like I could do it for 30 days, but I, cause there are no bean, right? They don't, they don't do legumes. I don't think so. No. And so that's not something that would be sustainable for me, but it's just a little bit more meat than I normally eat. But the rest of it, I'm like, I can get down with a lot of it. 
and, and appreciate it, how much it has brought health into the mainstream. Yeah. I like what you said is like, what about this is sustainable moving forward? And then just trying to make it a lesson and trying to learn from it, not just using it as like a diet. Yeah. Because that's really what has stuck with me since listening to that podcast with James Clear is that a habit is no longer a habit when we stop doing it. I might take a couple of days off of doing the one thing, but I get you know back to it because there's you know rest or there's something. Right. What's your most sustainable baseline? Correct. So, <sighs> All right. Okay. So everyone out there, please. It's okay to not have a resolution. You can just pick one small thing that you want to change <laughs> or work towards. Yes. So let's move on to our weekly segment. So each mm-hmm. week we keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture that perpetuates diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we're shining a light on it and sharing it with you. Mm-hmm. It's been you like had a, a month, good one. so what do we have? <laughs> yeah, you had a good one over break. It was really funny. It was very entertaining to me. It was Can you so share? weird. Yes. So I saw this image and it was like, a graphic of two hands when it showed the fingers and it said, based on the pattern of the length of your fingers, you could be eating a certain way that would yield you weight loss it was a, results. It was a, to, what type of intermittent faster are you? Are oh, you yes. uh, 1620 uh, or 16... Eight, like whatever the numbers are. It was like yeah. a 16, 18 hour fast or like a 12 hour fast. One was a like 24. So Woo. I was like, oh, that was <laughs> a few. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I sent it to Beth because I was like, did they just make this up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, also who thought of, oh, you know, people have these different finger height patterns, I guess like toes. Next one we'll see will be if your feet. Fi- your little toe, if your um, second toe is bigger than your big toe, you can fast a certain way. In this world of fighting misinformation on the internet, I still don't understand how ads like this are even allowed. Well, Um, and not only are they allowed, because, right, there's that free speech, but it's also like that people are producing them because they know that somebody will buy it or click on it or do something or interact with it. So then that's the thing is that they are like, well, people still, still it's fascinating this. psychology. We get excited. You're like, Oh yeah. Which one am I? And we look at our fingers and we're like, Oh, well, then, you know, I don't know. It's just funny the way the brain like wants to play a game or something. Well, I, when you sent it to me, I did look at my fingers. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I realized that there were these patterns of the finger, you know, it was like your ring, middle and first finger. Uh And then, so it was like, I didn't realize that there would be so much variety in that pattern. Right. Like is your ring finger longer than your index finger or vice versa? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That was one. And then, or they were like really all pretty similar, like very little variants. I think that was one. 
Yeah. So anyways, it's so, so interesting, but I did not look to see which type of intermittent fasting I needed. No, to I refused to click that. on I just like, Oh wait, what? Fingers are different. So, uh, but you, so then you had one that you just recently did. shared with me. We're going to do two today since it's been a while. So yeah. And I think that this one is really important for the time of year. So that's why the other reason why. Um, so I clicked on it, of course. So I, I'm getting the ads like multiple times a day in all my mm. platforms. So that's frustrating. But it was a bar that is designed to eat when you are doing intermittent fasting, but you get hungry <laughs> during so <it's> food. <laughs> <laughs> yes isn't that they're like, they're like you're supposed to something. be fasting but here's a snack but here's a snack yes and so i just was like no that's it's a bar which means it's food and then i was like well what's in it which is why i clicked on it and i didn't really totally look at all the ingredients yeah the smart way to intermittent fast the food hack that won't break your fast with an asterisk and i'm like but it has like 200 calories well what does the asterisk mean that's why well, i don't know that's i don't it's not on here i don't see the asterisk maybe i can i mean you up, probably know the science of when they say yeah what won't break your fast something that's it's it's low calorie, liquid, low carb? Uh, oh. liquid out calories. But yeah, I just couldn't, I was like, I don't understand that because you are breaking your fast. You're just not having a whole meal to start your meal time. Oh, here, let's see if we can find the asterisk. Where does the asterisk? It's a lot of scrolling to get to the asterisk. Let's see. <laughs> of course. I'm surprised they even show you the ingredients. I feel like sometimes things like that, they really do a good job of hiding the details. The asterisk just takes me to the products. So I don't know. I might That's have to funny. get back to You're like, we one. put an asterisk. So <laughs> you can't hold us liable, but you also can't find the information. That's Oh, in a randomized control study of 105 adult participants fasted overnight for 15 hours, then they had either breakfast fast bar or water and blood glucose and ketones were measured every four hours with results shown above. So they have, it was the same glucose response stayed exactly the same of fasting versus having the bar, but your ketone levels went down and then up after hour two and then three and four. So for some reason, moved your ketones up and so you're to fast for 12 hours have this bar and then during the next four hours and then during your eight hour eating window you eat food so what's your dietitian consensus on this information well it's a snack <laughs> I mean, so basically this is just, con it's just because it's low carb. Yeah. And it's continuing calorie, calorie control or whatever. Mm. I don't know. It's technically not fasting. It's again, just like clever marketing to get people to think a certain way. And 
They just needed to put a new name on a similar product as my. Right. Because fasting with food is their trademark. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? That doesn't even just make that trademark alone. Fasting with food. Like it's a literal oxymoron in a sentence. It is. And it can't, and there's doctors. And then people are like, ooh, yay. And it's just because it's calorie control and that's really what it is, but they won't market it as that. So anyways, I'm irritated once again by products. <laughs> right. Which I will say that's the one thing maybe the Whole30 has going for it is hopefully it opens people's eyes to eating more whole foods mm-hmm. instead of like the packaged foods. So that's mm-hmm. a benefit. <sighs> Well, I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and please follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition and we'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye.